Welcome to another part of the Glorantha Initiation Series, where we talk to members of a tribe who recently joined the Godlearner Studies. The Godlearner uh, podcast wants to investigate how people comparatively new to Glorantha experience the world, what are the rewards, what are the hurdles when approaching this setting. So, would you please introduce yourself? Um, hello, uh, my name is Juan Ochoa. Uh, I'm an illustrator living in South America, and I am completely in love with Glorantha. <laughs> So, how did you get into role-playing games at all? Okay, well, uh, very young, around eight or nine, uh, my family lived in the United States, and uh, during the summer I would walk to a bookstore to look at comics, and uh, suddenly in a shelf there was a box, a pink box of something called Dungeons and Dragons, and next to it something called Star Frontiers. Um, so I got the uh, Dungeons and Dragons box for my birthday, and that ruined a potentially awesome career in science. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what what did you play? Moving uh, forward, like did you play Dungeons and Dragons for a long time, or uh, did you branch out quickly? Um, actually, we moved on to Gamma. I moved on to Gamma World, then Traveler. <laughs> then advanced Dungeons and Dragons because yeah. bigger books, <laughs> and uh, then Shadowrun, Mage, Cult, Dungeons and Dragons again. So a, a nice blend of fantasy, horror, sci-fi, like very varied. That's nice. Yeah, a little top secret somewhere along oh, wow. the line. Yeah, but um, there's a theory that if you lived in the east coast of the United States during that time, you would wind up playing TSR games, and if you lived in the west coast, you would wind up playing uh, Chaosium games. So I never saw a copy of anything RuneQuest back then, but um, yeah. Little wonder. It was when RuneQuest was in a hiatus. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, then a little world of darkness, mostly mage. Yeah, nice. And uh, I was soured on fantasy, I guess, from third edition Days of Dragons. And then... Role playing in Glorantha came out, and <laughs> so yeah, uh, so you uh, got on the, uh, on the train with the new RuneQuest rules. Yes, sir. Oh, but the, there's a slight detail there. I went to a yard sale for one of my gaming friends who migrated to Vancouver. In matter of fact, oh, okay. and he had he had a ton of spare role playing game books, and uh, he had a copy of Worms Footprints. Ah. And uh, he said, yeah, well, take this. That uh, had been imported with, I guess, lots of loose items for the only store that sold games here in Colombia. And uh, I opened this thing, and there's illustrations that look like they're from an anthropology handbook showing items, a sword or a bowl or whatever it was. I said, okay, this is very interesting. <laughs> and then the new rules that came out. <laughs> oh, wow. Well. So okay. wait, there is one shop selling games in Colombia? There was. Nobody buys from them anymore because Amazon and internet and everything else. Oh, wow. Yes, but there, it was the only, the, the one place. And uh, so we basically, if you were gaming in the 90s in Bogota, you in the capital of Colombia, you met 
everyone yes. else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. And so yeah. you got this copy of, of Worms Footprints uh, just a, um, like three or four years ago, just before RuneQuest Glorenta got released? Exactly. Oh, cool. Yes, and uh, I... I did not didn't understand anything I was reading, of course, but <laughs> yes. but it's like picking up an artifact from another world. It's it's yes. it's very scholarly, right? And then he, you need to know everything else, <laughs> right? And so, did you actually seek out more and found RuneQuest, or did you see RuneQuest got released and you put two and two together, or how how did the two connect? I think they were basically simultaneous, the, the two things. Um, I started, went to the Well of Daliath and uh, started looking around. Oh, yes, I remember that uh, duck illustration in Dragon Magazine that made no sense at the time. And uh, yeah, then I started looking at stuff and uh, I ordered a hardcover. I think it was the first edition with the... With the without corrections and it got here and I looked at it and showed it to my players. And uh, then I bought another one and the box set <laughs> because you always need more than yeah. one rule book at the table, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, now they all have, uh, I have one player who has more Glorantha books than I do, more RuneQuest books than I do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I'm the DM. So there. <laughs> So he has all the adventures. Oh, he bought old editions and uh, oh yes, he he has most of the Stafford Library like properly bound into hardcover, and uh, oh, the Armies and Enemies of Dragon Pass. He yes. spent a lot of money making it into a very beautiful book, like proper printing. Yeah. yeah. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> well, now now the Armies and Enemies is available in POD, but in black and white. So maybe if he spent a lot of money, he's got a fancy color copy. Oh, he the the sidebars actually are in different colors. It's it's a very and it's excellent paper. I oh, cool. I don't the quality the print of demand quality from drive through is decent. I I will be getting myself a copy. Because I have one that I had printed and ring bound, but that book is just falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, obviously you liked what you see with Garanta, but other things you like a little bit less. To be completely honest, I think it's very, very, very well put together. For example, I would have told you before acquiring RuneQuest that I was tending towards something more like fate, right? Yeah. Where where you have a tool set and you plug in whatever yes. world you want. But I like Glorantha being crunchy and fiddly and deadly, right? And all these things. I think so, it's, so you, you like the, the, the Rune Quest version of Glorantha. Yes, the, mm. the current version. The yeah. current version of RuneQuest. I think everything leads to a game experience that no other game does out of the box. You can probably bully Dungeons and Dragons into playing like like RuneQuest, but it's too much work. This just works perfectly. 
So would you would you uh, not like even though I think you have a whole bunch of uh, Fate books, you wouldn't play in Glorenta using Fate? Maybe if I have like uh, Rule Lord level characters, right? Where yeah, I don't need the whole list of whatever your Charisma sixty lets you have or whatever. Whatever, right? You just have the aspect champion of Orland Adventurers. Yeah, as a mm-hmm. as a fate aspect, and there, yeah. yeah, right. Which I yes. understand there was a version of RuneQuest before that did something like that uh, called HeroQuest. Uh, yes, well, it's not RuneQuest; it's a different role playing game. Yeah, complete, completely different mechanics and uh, totally uh, narrative too. Less meta gaming than Fate. So, yeah, HeroQuest, which is now called Quest Worlds, was very similar in spirit to Fate but maybe even slightly more rules light than fate yes uh, like if you if you pare down fate just to you know the aspects and the compels and you ignore the um, you know the hit points and and the um, the the combat actions so if you if you just stick to the, the bare minimum yeah this is kind of like what uh, hero quest or what quest worlds now is yeah um, got yeah. it got it uh, the player I was telling you about who got bought everything, he enjoys it very much, but he's actually running it with uh, the Mythos rule set. Right. And yes. it apparently works. Yeah. I haven't, so, I haven't looked into it. Though. Well, Mithras is actually basically RuneQuest 6 edition or 6.5 yes. or something like that, where yeah. um, the, the RuneQuest had gotten out of chaosium into avalon hill and then design mechanism and all that like as as the the editions progressed um and then when the license went back to chaosium the design mechanism kept their rule set and just renamed it from RuneQuest to mithras really yes so uh, quite related uh, game although a little a little different ancestry yes say again sir oh different, yeah. different ancestry yeah and uh, and Mithras is uh, arguably even slightly crunchier than uh, RuneQuest Clorenta, I would say. Possibly. I, I, I mean, both of them are toolkits, and you can leave off stuff, like yeah. Mithras Essentials and so on. So Yes, yeah. Uh, but yeah, some people prefer one or the other. There's, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a whole variety of BRP-ish um, yes. like the, the BRP extended family and yeah mm-hmm. um, but so actually so it sounds like this integration of the system and the setting is the stuff that you like um, yeah Love it. Um, but actually Jörg was asking I think what you don't like about Glorantha about Glorantha no uh, I, I <laughs> very much dislike the fact that I got on board 20 years late I think that would be it <laughs> I think that yeah. would be it. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be it. There's there's nothing... Uh, no, there's really nothing that I dislike. <laughs> or Like with other games, you usually have a subsection of rules or whatever that you just push under the rug yeah. and never mm-hmm. talk about again encumbrance, for example, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, just as an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there's nothing about RuneQuest that I would... That I would. Okay. And about and about the setting? Oh, about the setting, nothing at all. I just want more. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
that's, that's, yes, uh, that's I, good. I, I want I want Jeff to put on the T thing on his head again and yeah. say exactly what uh, does not the, the nights out west, right? Yeah, which may or may not be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that sort of thing, right? Please. Right. Yeah. Because because of course uh, Dragon Pass is amazing, Sartar is awesome, yeah. right? But if you don't want to be in the background of Argrath uh, cinematic universe, yeah, then perhaps <laughs> you want to play somewhere else. And uh, yeah. I yeah. can I can give it a good old college try and figure out what happens in Malkyoni Land. Right. But <laughs> I would have much rather that than Mr. Stafford actually pin those things down in detail. <laughs> or well, uh, Mr. Mr. Helston did. Mr. Helston did with his Men of the West. Mm-hmm. A bit, yeah, the, the, yeah. the companion to armies and enemies of Dragon yes, yes. Pass. It, it, it is <laughs> looking at me right now. The thing is, um, <laughs> the thing is, uh, for example, I very much enjoyed uh, the Danger Ford uh, Johnson Compendium module. I yeah, used it yeah. in my campaign. The players loved it. They did amazingly. It it uh, fed into the narrative that uh, I had put together for them. Mm-hmm. And of course, now I get the the starter set, and uh, it's a completely different battle, right? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and of course, I get to pick and choose, but my players yeah. are proactive, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to, at some point uh, last year, playing to roll 20, I have to tell one of my friends who lives in the U.S. who was playing with us, uh, okay, everything from nine, from uh, 24 on, uh, everything from the dragon, uh, dragon Rise onwards that you find in any book is not canonical yeah. in our campaign. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, it's 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 complex, but yeah, the only thing yes, is... I, I think it really varies depending on uh, whether you have the kind of players or campaign where you are mostly dealing with stuff at the kind of at the street level uh, while other big things are happening, or whether you are companions of Argrath, or whether you are actually driving things and you're at like you know your yeah. heroes of the Battle of Dangerford or whatever. So. Uh, yeah. So actually, maybe you can talk to us about uh, your game. <laughs> like, what what kind of game is it, and and where where are your uh, uh, player characters in in that scale? Okay, they. I, I know uh, the most proactive one will probably listen to this podcast, and uh, they may <laughs> take umbrage at the depictions. But <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, basically, it's, um, you know how players have different levels of engagement or with the source material or uh, an actual story for their characters that they feel they want to play out, right? Yeah. So um, our resident noble Vingan, a small-scale version of uh, Alexander the Great, she uh, threw the dish at her stepfather's face and... uh, I mean, nobody in the clan, she's Amagar, has any problem with the chief or her mother being uh, Arnold Dory. But this girl has a big ego and she wants to be 
a great hero and everything else. So she insulted her chieftain, insulted her chieftain father, <laughs> went off, and the rest of the party are uh, mandatory Stormwold, uh, Gorite. <laughs> um, now we have this uh, adventurous uh, sword of Selsword. He's the most traveled of them all. He's been to Azrolia. He uh, did a whole bunch of things. And um, so they, Aleka needs the Amagarn on her side, right? This girl is going up and down and doing things and being an apple lane, whatever. So the, the Battle of the Queens and the Battle of Dangerford are going to happen. Of course, she rounds up her friends. She's a noble. She's still got money, so she's bankrolling everything. And she says, we have to go support the tribe and get glory and everything else. And uh, in the process, she challenges the Amagarn champion. They, she actually wins. She's very lucky. <laughs> and um, that's a political problem, right? She's challenging an ally <laughs> of Lake. Uh, and uh, Asborn is a friend of the Amagarn chief. So he's the one who suggests maybe you and your friends should go to Dangerford right? <laughs> and uh, stop the advance. There should not be too many lunars there. Yeah. <laughs> or are you not able to? And of course, she puffs up like this exotic bird and says, of course, we can. We need yeah. nobody else. And uh, <laughs> so the, the wonderful Johnstown Dangerford module happens. They succeed. Against all odds. <laughs> a wonderful battle. Oh, I am skipping a very important part. The first uh, season of gaming before this happens, um, somebody took Vostor, the, the Lunar Deserter. Yep. And um, since a lot of the party had uh, hate Lunars as a passion, uh, yes. somebody came up with the idea of finding a way to help them sever ties. And Ooh. I found a very interesting Homakti pilgrimage online. Yeah. So they undertook that pilgrimage and travels all the way to Homakti Hill. That's north and east. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and, of course, it's almost a hero quest. So there's a group of equivalent lunars that want to not allow him to sever his ties to the Seven Mothers. Mm-hmm. So they meet on the road, they have inconclusive fights, and at the very last moment, of course, when he's tied to the tree and the spirits are to, uh, trying to dissuade him and his companions have to defend the hill, the Lunars come in, they attack, the uh, Lunar Champion flies over the warriors and lands next to the tree. The only character there is a shaman without armor. Hmm. And he wins initiative by some. Yeah, well, his strike rank is better. And he shoots his arrow and hits critically on the head. And yes. kills the Lunar Champion with an arrow through the eye. Now, my girlfriend had never heard of role-playing games or anything else. She's coming up the stairs. She comes out of the elevator. And she hears yelling from the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> because critical to the head. Yeah, of yes. course. Okay, then Dangerford, blah, 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 blah. Then 
they go to they wind up in Apple Lane, they stop the Tusk Riders, mm-hmm. they go report to Clearwine, mm-hmm. and um, they get offered the Taint ship, mm-hmm. and uh, the noble does not accept it. She tells the, <laughs> the warrior, maybe you should do it, and he does not want anything to do with that. She basically forces him into it <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then we took a little time off but i should be restarting the campaign soon and wow. i can't tell you anything further <laughs> yes <Yeah>. of course <laughs> how, how is leica taking the refusal <laughs> oh well she does not like it very much but she knows <laughs> apple lane is an interesting enough place to keep this young noble yeah. busy yeah. Right? and not like raiding Amagarn lands or anything else <laughs> oh 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 the, the very last adventure of course they act, a couple of them actually managed to bond with griffins so oh, cool. that's did, uh, yeah. so yes yeah, so that's going to be an issue and um, yeah. if we ever get to the smoking ruin right and yep. they actually play their cards right, and Asborn is not in the role that he's planned to be in. Right? They've they've already started to help the the second priestess or another priestess in Clearwine. Right? They have connections. They have some yeah. sort of um, how do you say this? Uh, they've done favors. Yeah. Right. So there may be bigger circle politics at work here that the players yeah. are not aware of. And again, they may hear this, so I must be quiet. <laughs> yes. Mm, okay. Sounds like the Ogre may vary a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. But, yeah. Which but, is, which uh, is uh, nice, yeah, yeah to, to play, pl- playing with all the, those events and those all those NPCs is kind of the point. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if if your players overthrow the head of the Kalima tribe, why not? <laughs> that would be amazing, yeah. <laughs> well, I... Um, Argrath, Arkat, uh, Messiah, right? There was a thousand Messiahs before Jesus and yeah. at the same time as Jesus, right? Yeah, and yes. we have a very unreliable document from the far future <laughs> telling us what happens after this, right? Yes. King of Sartar yeah. is completely unreliable. So who knows? Yes. Who knows? Right? Exactly. Yeah. If your uh, ambitious Vingan wants to uh, wants to be our graph, she's going to have to shoot way higher than Apple Apple Lane. So she did good to refuse the job. Yeah. You said you're usually the GM. Uh, have you ever played as a player? Uh, I started um, last uh, Saturday uh six seasons run by one of my players i had read the module but i don't think yeah. it detracts and i i enjoyed it i am oh. enjoying it very much <laughs> we have very different you know, interpretations of the rules we right. have a similar understanding of the world and it's it's very fun how does the understanding of the rule differ oh um not even the rules. Um, when I read Six Seasons, I thought uh, 
these six seasons can happen without them being initiated into any formal cults apart from the white stag when they become yeah. adults, right? Mm-hmm. So, and my friend thinks that uh, once you are initiated as an adult, you should be initiated as well into, right? Like you're... you're, you're that you're initiated into a cult, a cult at exactly. the same time, right? Exactly. Yes. Your rules are strong. Everyone can tell since you're a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, this kid is like staring at space behind me and uh, telling me about dead people. It's either Tikaratek or, or <laughs> Humacht, of course. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he decided to run it that way. Oh. I'm fine with it. I, if yeah. I were to run it, I would have let them initiate during Company of the Dragon. But Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, uh, when you st- you started with uh, the most unlikely book, I guess, well, Footprints, uh, what, kind, uh, what kind of book would you have liked to start with? I think I would have loved to find at that yard sale, King of Sartar. Oh, my. Wow, really? Like, you, <laughs> yes. you, would, have, you would have read King of Sartar like cold, cold fits? It's, it's, it's like picking up uh, Borges. Yes. <laughs> right? He's dropping you he's dropping you into yes. a vast sprawling thing and yes. it sounds very coherent and uh, yeah of course. Then I gotta read the Silmarillion for fun, so Wow, okay, yeah, then <laughs> fair enough then. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any uh, law thing in Glorantha you would like hopefully expert uh, opinion on? I, I'll, I'll tell you something. I will bug you on the forums because I woke up. <laughs> I woke up last week thinking I should run a campaign just at the moment where Nislor and Arkat are getting into it when Ooh. it's beginning. Ooh, yeah. I have no idea how to go about it, but I think the the, the scope is. Yeah, the scope is gigantic, and yes. Yeah. Could be interesting, yeah. <laughs> Lots of work to do with that, <laughs> regardless which systems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, first you would have to pick which side you want your players to be on. Uh, Kubaji, of course. <laughs> <laughs> which one is Kubaji again? <laughs> uh, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> the right the right one because the other one's the left one right left right <laughs> okay yeah uh, you you said you're a professional illustrator mm-hmm. so where can we find your works um you can find my stuff at juanochoa.co yeah it's it's a portfolio that i'm usually too busy to update recently <laughs> but um Yeah, you can see a wide sampling of styles and work there. Some recent stuff still under NDA, and I can't post it. But uh, cool, we'll have some we'll have some link in the show notes for people, and they can uh, they can hire you for uh, Johnston Compendium needs. I would love that. Cool. In that case, we're down to the fancy questions. So yeah, um, what's your favorite Grantham mount? My favorite Glorantham mount would have to be the Golden Eyes, the horses. It's, yeah, yes. simple, but I have an image in my head. <laughs> Are you a lunar or Orlanthi? I'm lunar. 
Oh, <laughs> so you you enjoy playing the Lunars when you GM and you have them fight your players at danger for them. Ah, oh, but see, the Lunars that my players have faced so far, with the possible exception exception of Fasur when they mm-hmm. meet in in Danger Ford, yeah. right? They have been the Romans in Asterix. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> right? These right. people, these people have no concept of illumination or yeah. mm-hmm. or or the the wider aspects of their faith. Yeah. But uh if I lived in Glorantha, I would definitely prefer to be living somewhere in the Blessed Empire. Oh, nice. Okay, how about uh duck or trollkin? Duck. Uh, that was fast. <laughs> every, every day. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, Did you yes, have any definitely. ducks in your campaign yet? No, no, no. I'm I'm a little scared about running elder races and beast folk. But oh yeah. Perhaps someday. I mean, why? there's NPCs, but yeah. What? Why? why as, are as players, because as players. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I I I can I can imagine noble crotchety ducks, but how? I, I mean. If my if if I get a party of ducks and they start humming their battle song, yeah, that's going to be a problem. But um, eventually someday. But yes, I am a duck. Okay, so you you would have problems with Mostali singing "Hi Ho" as well, yes? It's going to be an amazing machines of huge brass pipes that would put any gothic organ to shame. Then I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay, the pronunciation uh, thing. How would you pronounce the northern continent of Glorantha? Uh, Garthela. Is that is that appropriate? I think that is the common pronunciation. Yeah, I think I think it's just like French people who pronounce it wrong. Okay. Well. Uh, just so you know, uh, of course, Spanish is my first language. Yep. And uh, if I got through this, oh, okay, wow. yes, right, take the the book. Book. Yes. yes, and and I read the linguistics part. <laughs> so, do you speak? Do, do you speak Soliani? No, God. No. <laughs> do do, do no. you pronounce everything with the correct accentuation? And uh... apparently, I do. I've oh, been yeah. listening to a few. Well, to the Awesome uh, Hall of Blue Illumination, the podcast for Techno. Yes. Yeah, it's very and, good. Uh, and the stuff that I've read, when uh, Mr. Raymond uh, pronounces it, it turns out yeah. to be basically the same pronunciation. So Professor Barker apparently took his grammatical, his pronunciation cues from mm-hmm. Spanish, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think he was mostly. Um, it's uh, Arab and uh, yeah, Farsi. I think he was... Farsi and Urdu, I think, are the main inspirations for Tsoliani. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the thing there is that, uh, for example, if you read, well, Romanized Japanese, yeah, you don't have to shift pronunciations in Spanish. Oh, it's wow. uh, Yeah, there, there's stuff like the S at the end that just fades away mm-hmm. yeah. and turns into a, a Dursa for Doris, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, most of the other things they read 
they sound just as you read them in Spanish. And apparently that that happens in Sogliani as well. But uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there there is a big difference between say Glorantha and like Tecumel and uh, Middle Earth and all that. In that mm-hmm. Middle Earth and Tecumel are very linguistic heavy. And Glorenta yes. is like, whatever, you know, core flu, not yet, whatever. <laughs> it, it matters not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we have some more bonus questions, Jörg? Well, your favorite rune or what would be your runes? Oh, that's... <laughs> oh, is there a darkness rune almost on your shoulder there? Yes. Nice. <laughs> yes, I, I think I think dark, darkness is very intriguing, I, I'm drawn back to it. Darkness and movement, I guess, mm. in, equal, in equal parts. <laughs> Which one would you pick between uh, Liel Malio and Ooze, then? Would you pick the Ooze? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> ah, God. See, thing is, I like the Lunars immensely, but yeah. if you put me in a Dragon Pass in a Sartar setting, uh, then the anarchist in me pops out, which is younger Lance, finally, until he becomes an adult and a responsible chieftain, whatever. So, yeah, no yell, no yell, mal yell. No, 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 no. Too, too much discipline. Not really the discipline. It's, why do I like Star Trek more than Star Wars? Star Wars is a fucking, so- sorry, is a damn <laughs> solar hero, and solar heroes are boring. I like communities that, build mm-hmm. things right mm-hmm. federation is awesome the skywalker screw-ups eh. <laughs> yes uh yeah so it's the elitism i guess yeah it's 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 the 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 the, the concept of the the solar savior i don't right. i don't like it i don't like it at all i uh, like i like that, the that is very lunar of you <laughs> <laughs> well there you go <laughs> no 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 solar saviors <laughs> okay uh that's uh that gets me to another uh question your favorite moon, uh, moon phase my favorite what's again sorry your favorite lunar phase so full moon half moon dead moon it would have to be half moon <laughs> because because of the possibilities oh Balance. <laughs> very eliminated cool yeah. Uh, well, thank you for uh, speaking to us. Well, thank you, guys. <laughs> This has been super fun, and uh, I love the community. I love reading the discussions. I even the Munchkinery thread, which is scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yeah. It's I mean, the, cr- the crunchier the system, the more Munchkinery uh, opportunities, mm-hmm. right? So. Yeah. I run a sandbox where things are happening and players can do what they want. Mm-hmm. I fudge roles because I want a, an awesome story that we can recount yeah. in 15 years when we're having a beer, whatever yeah. else. Of course. And I will say, no, that is not going to happen. I don't care what the rules say. <laughs> <laughs> If it's going yeah. to break my game. Mm-hmm. And uh, my players are good people enough to know that. <laughs> nice. Cool. Great. Well, yeah. have fun. Uh, have fun with the uh, with your campaign. And uh, yeah, thanks again for uh, uh, yeah. taking the time. No, thank you, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the God Learners Glorenthan Initiation Series. The intro music is "Dancing Tiger" by Damscray. The 
outro music is Island Dream by Serge Quadrado. You can find us online at godlearners.com or on Twitter and Facebook at The God Learners. See you next time. Question everything to the void and beyond.